Mr. President, first Detroit auto show in three years. Yeah. Is the pandemic over? The pandemic is over. We still have a problem with COVID. We're still doing a lot of work on it. Uh, it's, but the pandemic is over. If you notice, no one's wearing masks. Everybody seems to be in pretty good shape. And so I think it's changing, and I think this is a perfect example of it. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. You know, when I first heard that statement from, from Joe Biden, the pandemic is over, the first thing that came to my mind was that song from Brenda Lee, Yes, It's Over and Nobody Wins. Welcome to Truth to Ponder, the Thursday edition. I am your host, Bob Bierman. A lot of, a lot of ground I want to cover on a number of topics today, so, so bear with me. I wanted to talk more about that statement that Biden made on 60 Minutes this past Sunday. I talked about it a little bit on Monday and Tuesday. Yesterday, my wife and I were gone most of the day. I'll tell you more about that a little bit later. But I I want to talk about the politics of the pandemic. Because just because Biden says it's over, doesn't mean for certain people in certain political realms that it's over. There are a lot of people in government that do not want this to be over, even if it really is over. Looking at democracy now, they're they're a a very leftist organization. And, And they had a piece out called, Is the Pandemic Over? And they cite that public health advocates decry Biden's claim as Thousands still die from COVID. Well, democracy now, let's be honest. Thousands of people died from improper treatment of COVID. It is a fact. It is a fact they try to deny because it's going to make people culpable. I mean, highly culpable for criminal charges. Knowing what they did to so many people in nursing homes and hospitals. We talked about the protocols that kill. And I get very angry when I think of how close one of my friends came to dying because of the protocols. If his wife had not had the tenacity that she does to get her attorneys and a couple of strong people to go with her to remove her husband from a hospital, he'd be dead. He's fine now. He got proper treatment. He wasn't given remdesivir and all this other nonsense that destroys the kidneys. He wasn't put on morphine. He wasn't given all these drugs and then put on a ventilator to die. I really believe, and you can call me crazy if you want, but I think there were those, there were those that wanted to keep that death number as high as possible. And so, so a bunch of 80 some odd year old people die. We get rid of Trump. It's worth it. The collateral damage to some of these reprobates was acceptable. And so now you have, you know, democracy now and and Fauci all making these claims. Well, you know, it's not really over yet. It was not where we need to be. Well, Mr. Fauci, Mr. Liar, Mr. Fraud, Mr. Fake, Mr. You need to be in jail for the lies you've, I mean, the death of these people in the United States is really on your hands. 
You lied about face coverings. You lied about rendemzivir. You lied about hydroxychloroquine. You've lied about ivermectin. You've lied about protocols. You've lied about gain-of-function research that you did that created this monster. You did it. And the fact you walk around, you in, you in, I, I'm, you petulant little fool. The fact that you're on the government payroll and not sitting in a government prison just shows how bankrupt this administration is today. I'm going to say this. You may disagree. The biggest mistake that Donald Trump ever made in this pandemic was was letting Fauci and Burks hang around the White House more than about a week. It should have been apparent to somebody that these two, Fauci and Burks, were political haters of Trump and were doing everything in their power to destroy him, this nation, and he didn't care. Because, see, hey, Fauci has his. He's worth millions of dollars. He lives well, and he's enjoyed this newfound fame. And let me just remind you of something, just so you know. Biden said on 60 Minutes this past Sunday, you heard him in his own words, the pandemic is over. I mean, let me remind you, this is what Joe Biden said. The pandemic is over. We still have a problem with COVID. We're still doing a lot of work on it. Uh, It's what the pandemic is over. There you have it. That's what the president of the United States, the commander in chief, the guy that's supposed to know everything, be on top of it all with the best advisors around. That's what he said in an interview on 60 Minutes. It was a recorded interview. They had time to take it back before it even aired. But no, he said it. And I'm sure there was a lot of backlash from a lot of governors like Kathy Hochul in New York or Gavin Newsom in California or Prickster in in Illinois. How dare you take my COVID uh, authority away? This This can't be over. We don't want it over. We have an election coming up in in like, you know, five, six weeks. We can't have COVID gone now. Now's not the time to end COVID. It's going to make it harder to cheat at the elections if we don't have COVID. It's harder to bring in the new world order. It's harder to have the great reset if we don't have COVID. We'll have to come up with another crisis. Maybe monkeypox. But don't take our COVID away. We need our COVID. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? By the way, Dr. Fauci was one of the first to be interviewed on this. And he was saying, you know, that's a terrible thing. It's not over. I didn't say it's over. Until I say it's over, it's not over. And I am Fauci, Lord of the virus. Lord of medicine. I am science. And the little man, you know, was just livid. How dare you tell me that it's over? I mean, it can't be over until at least when I'm retired, allegedly at the end of this year. But what did Fauci actually have to say, oh, I don't know, four months ago? Just four months ago, the beginning of summer, 
Now, remember, you got democracy now. Is the pandemic over? Of course not. It can't be over. It's a controversial statement. The White House has to walk it back. Well, what did what did Lord Fauci have to say just four months ago about this pandemic? We are certainly right now in this country out of the pandemic phase. Namely, we don't have 900,000 new infections a day and tens and tens and tens of thousands of hospitalizations and thousands of deaths. We are at a low level right now. So if you're saying, are we out of the pandemic phase in this country? We are. And there you have it. Little Lord Fauci, the virus king, Mr. Science, four months ago, we are out of the pandemic phase. Cases are getting low. What he doesn't bother to tell you is there's a lot more going on behind the scenes that they don't want you to know. Number one, we have moved to the Omicron variant. And in spite of MSNBC and CBS and all the other liars in the media and those that try to raise hysteria, the symptoms of of Omicron are rather mild. It is very contagious. And see, if you have not been vaccinated and you've gone through having COVID, you're not going to get COVID. That's pretty much what we're seeing. The only buddy come, only people coming down with a second case of COVID are the vaccinated because their immune systems are not really in tune and been slightly damaged. That's, that's the truth that nobody wants to admit. Even four months ago, Fauci goes, I don't know how often we're going to have to vaccinate. Maybe once a year. Well, now the, of course, the FDA, no, we want it once a quarter. You know, Moderna and Pfizer, they want it all the time, man. I mean, this, this is government money in the billions to these fraudulent, phony vaccines that are not vaccines. I, I don't think that anybody should even consider, under any circumstance, taking this variant booster because it was only tested on eight mice. Eight blind mice, you know, eight mice. That was it. That was the extent of the trials for the new B whatever, five, six, I can't keep track of the number, variant uh, so-called vaccine. And they're already behind the changes in, in Omicron. By the time these things come out, we've moved on. People that were taking the vaccine earlier this year, the truth be known, were taking a vaccine for the original version of COVID-19, which has morphed a long way from that. So the vaccine is useless for this very precise spike protein. And even then it's, Efficacy was waning so quickly, and the other long-term issues we're just beginning to discover now. So here we are. Little Lord Fauci is upset. The Democrats are upset. And, And can you imagine somebody that has been just an absolute believer in Lord Fauci and the vaccine and the social distancing and the face diapering and all that goes with it, really believing that if we walked in the same direction in a grocery store, and we kept six feet apart, 
and we wore a bandana over our face that we're all going to be virus proof. And now that we've got the vaccine, we can be COVID proof, but we still need the mask. Can you imagine some couple and, and I see a few of these people even in Southwest Virginia, not as bad as when I was in some very, shall we say, um, blue areas of the United States. You still see a few people, and even with their little kids, wearing these face diapers in stores. Mommy and daddy and a little like three-year-old, they got them face diapered. You know they had them vaccinated. And kids don't need the vaccination. You're you're damaging their immune system is what we're increasingly beginning to see. And, And I think only time will tell to what extent. So here we are. The pandemic is still in play because we have an election coming up. And I think that some people like Kathy Hochul, Hochul, you know, the Baroness of New York, I mean, she is, I, I thought Andy Como was was terrible. But I, I didn't believe it was humanly possible to have somebody worse in, in New York State. You got it. And I hope that the people in New York State, especially in upstate New York, that have the common sense that I think a lot of these people that live in the rural areas do, will not assume that it's, not worth your time to vote and they will get out and vote and vote her out of office she is unfit to serve she is a liar she is a phony she's fraudulent she's pro-death pro-lockdown pro you know you must obey me because i am lord over your life in this state these people need to be tossed out of office here in the United States. As a matter of fact, Monday, we're going to, I plan Monday to have a guest on the program. Haven't had him on in a while. And he observes politics vastly better than I do. And he reached out to me a couple of days ago and said, Bob, if you need a guest, I've got a lot to get off my chest. And and I said, I said, so what's on your mind? And he told me, I said, yeah, I want you on the program, uh, maybe Monday. So we're we're setting that up for Monday, and it's going to. I'm we're going to call out some of the frauds that are out there, and they're not just in the Democrat side. There are some Republican frauds out there, a bunch of Republican phonies, rhinos. And, and I'm telling you, I, I am no fan of Mitch McConnell. He's he's one of those people. He's slimy. He's made a lot of money. He's a, he's a swamp creature. He's been there too long. Uh, he, he's like Paul Ryan, who stabbed us all in the back in two, after 2016. 2017 and 18, he stabbed us in the back. We are still stuck with Obamacare and everything else that he promised to get rid of. And it didn't happen. It was all by design. So the Republican phonies are going to expose them for what they are. For they're frauds. They're liars. They're political animals. And they're worthless. And you know there's an election coming up. Now, there's another story that came out, and we all saw it. I didn't have it, you know, like I say, yesterday's program had to be done a day early because uh, my wife and I had to be gone yesterday for most of the day. 
New York State, yep, good old New York State Attorney General, Letitia James, Letitia James, she made a campaign promise four years ago, four years ago, I'm going to get Trump. Yes, I am. That's all I'm going to do. In her state of New York, crime is through the roof. You got murderers and rapists walking free out of jail with no bond. We have a guy that just the other day had been arrested 41 times. He should be serving life in prison. What's he doing? He's walking the streets. Because this reprobate, this piece of trash, this trashy woman, that's what I'm going to call her, a trashy woman, she's disgusting, despicable, and unfit to be the attorney general of anything. She's unfit to serve in public office. She's unfit to have a law, to be permitted to even practice law. She's a liar. She's a fraud. And she files this phony lawsuit. Well, what do you mean phony lawsuit? She is up for re-election. And after four years, she has absolutely nothing to show for anything that she has done in the state of New York for four years. Crime is through the roof. Real crimes are going unprosecuted. They chase after, you know, the store owner that didn't wear a face mask. But the murderer, the rapist, the ones that burn down cities, burn police cars, untouched by this reprobate buffoon. Letitia James, what a what a piece of work. Unfit. And so her whole thing four years ago is I'm going to get Trump. I'm going to get him. I'm going to put him in jail. And so she's running out of time before the election. Now that everybody's really angry about the crime rate that is escalated in the state of New York beyond imagination. Crime is rising everywhere because of Democrats. Let me tell you, it just is. And this garbage that calls herself an attorney general is unfit. Letting criminals out and she's going to get Trump. And she needed something and the timing is perfect. It'll never get to court before the election. It's all going to be I'm launching this investigation. I'm filing a lawsuit. It's going to, you know, in other words, the timing is great. It's under 60 days. So it just sits there as a headline. She's going to dupe and lie to the American, well, the New Yorkers, that I'm getting Trump. And she's filed this lawsuit that has already been debunked months ago. By people in her own office, by other attorneys in the state of New York that work for the state, that have investigated Trump since the day he came down the escalator seven years ago. Seven years ago. They've been trying to get Trump. And so she knows, she knows full well that she has nothing except bloviating and a pile of noise and a pile of lies and a pile of just vomit coming out of her mouth. I'd say worse because it really is worse. If anybody needs to wear a face diaper, it is this reprobate garbage 
that pretend she's the attorney general of the formerly great state of New York. You know, her own office had discovered months ago, like earlier this year, she's making the claim that, you know, Letitia Ann James has made the claim that, you know, that, 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 that Trump had overvalued property to, 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 to take advantage of banks. Well, two problems with that. Number one, that's not true. The evidence came in of anything he undervalued properties to the banks. And he didn't leave any bank holding a property that was so-called overvalued. They've already been through this in the state of New York. But she decides to come out less than 60 days before an election, knowing absolutely full well it's not going to get anywhere in the courts, and it doesn't matter because she will have been reelected. It won't matter what happens. It won't matter what happens after, oh, the 7th of November. It can go to court on the 10th and be thrown out. It's, or it's too late. She's already been reelected. This is a ploy to get reelected, to have this buffoon who's a failure in her job, who's allowed crime to go unchecked in the state of New York, criminals walking the streets, police cars burned during the George Floyd riots. She's cool with that. But I'm going to get Trump if it's the last thing I ever do. I've got something to share. And I'm a little hesitant in sharing it because the language is a little bit salty. But this is Letitia James four years ago, about this time of the year, when she was running to be the attorney general in the state of New York with supporters in Brooklyn. I want you to listen. This is Letitia James, the garbage that that claims to be an attorney general. She should have her law license revoked. She should be impeached. She should be in prison for filing false lawsuits. Listen to what this little fool said four years ago. And what would you say to people who say, oh, I'm not going to bother to register to vote because my voice doesn't make a difference or I'm just one person. I say one, I say one name, Donald Trump. That should motivate you. Get off your ass and vote. Will you, will you sue him for us? Oh, we're going to definitely sue him. We're going to be a real pain in the ass. He's going to know my name personally. I love it. He probably does already. That's Letitia James four years ago running to become the attorney general of the state of New York. She had a single platform. It wasn't to reduce crime. It wasn't to make the streets safer. It wasn't to make the, shall we say, the the playing field fair for big corporations and businesses and people. It was just get Trump. Just get Trump. That's all she has. So this fool ends up in office and does nothing but damage to the state of New York. She's ruined it. She's helped to destroy the state of New York, engaging in nothing but retribution for the Democrats to get President Trump and now Citizen Trump. And you can bet the farm that the only reason she filed this lawsuit 
this lawsuit this week, yesterday, on Wednesday, is because it is now less than 60 days before an election, well less. Not a chance to get it into the court to hear any evidence. But she gets the headline, I'm going to get Trump, so vote for me. She needs to be impeached. She needs to be sued. She needs to be removed from the bar as unfit. I am sick and tired of these lawyers. I'm sick and tired of these lying politicians using their power, abusing their power. We have a lot more. Matter of fact, we're going to take a little trip to Canada in the next segment of the program and also a few other reprobates around the United States. I'm going to call them out. I am just sick and angry about these people that somehow get into office. I think there's a lot of cheating. I don't think the, well, I, I've met some American people yet. They're pretty bad. And they, they're all about transgenderism. In other words, they have, they're living in satanic and demonic delusion. It's all I can call it. Letitia James, you are a sick and evil woman. And I hope that the people in New York State, I'm afraid they'll put you back in office because downstate has become such a basket case. I mean, look at the mayor of New York. Look at the last two mayors of New York. How bad can it get? Pretty bad. And the poor people in upstate New York in places like Wayne County, Ontario County, Broome County, I'm thinking of some places in the rural parts of New York State you have to suffer because of people like Kathy Hochul and people like Letitia James and so many others that are absolutely devastating the state of New York. You want to know why so many people have left? You want to, you want to know why you're losing congressional seats? Because people that have a conscience, people that have a moral backbone and fiber, people that don't want to live among reprobates have gotten out of your state. People that are producers have left the state. They discovered during the pandemic, hey, I can live in Florida and be free. And be free of those New York state taxes too while I'm at it. And the exodus is going to continue from New York and New Jersey and Illinois. And I believe after this election, I think a lot more people will be moving out of New York State. If Hochul and Letitia James are reelected, you'll lose another House seat, I guarantee it. You won't lose it right away. It'll take to the next census. But I think at the rate things are going, you could lose two or three seats in the, in the House of Representatives. And those seats will come to states like Texas, Tennessee, Florida, South Carolina. There's a quantum shift coming. We're going to get into that on the other side. And also we're going to deal with our friends up in Canada as well. I know I'm a bit fired up today. and But I, I hear these stories in my, and it just makes me angry. And so just like my, my good friend that said, I need to get some stuff off my chest, I did too. And I apologize for playing that audio cut from Letitia James. But you need to know what a vile and disgusting individual and a liar that she is. 
It's all about getting Trump. She doesn't really care about the state of New York. She doesn't care about crime. She wants more crime. Remember who funds her, those that hate Trump. If you believe in our radio program and what we're trying to do, and we're trying to, you know, we got a lot of things going on in the background. If you believe in what we're doing here, would you consider keeping us on shortwave? If you make a check payable to Ancient Word Radio, that's Ancient Word Radio. Our new mailing address, by the way, any mail going to the old one will still get to us all the way till the end of October. If you can help us make a check payable to Ancient Word Radio, that's Ancient Word Radio. And our new address is Post Office Box 510. Post Office Box 510. The city is Chilhowee, one word, Chilhowee. That's spelled C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E, Chilhowee. Chilhowee, Virginia. By the way, Chilhowee, I think, means from Native American, uh, Valley of the Deer. Chilhowee, Virginia, and the zip code here in Chilhowee is 24319. That's 24319. One nine, and we will be right back. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Beerman, the good rebel, and how to become one. Shalom Alechem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Khan, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you can get and love in a moment. Rebel. We think of Jimmy Dean, rebel without a cause. You know, how often we used to rebel as as kids. I, I rebelled as a little kid. I can remember my father saying something. I'd say, why? My father would have the last word, and then I would have the last word on top of it. And I'm like standing up to his ankle, and I'm rebelling. We rebelled. And, and I rebelled in school. We rebelled in life. We rebelled against authority. And generally, rebellion is just not a good thing, especially when it's against God. But it's interesting. It can be good in one sense. Jonah, it says, was arose and he fled. He was rebelling against God's will. He arose and fled. But then it says finally he repented when it says he arose and went. The same way that he went away from God, now he is serving God. The way, the way he rebelled, now he is serving the Lord. Well, the same way, there is a way to be a holy rebel. The way we used to rebel against what was good, now we need to rebel against what is evil. You see, the enemy gives us commands. He tells us what to do. He's always issuing things. You got to submit. You got to sin. You got to fear. You got to be depressed. You got to do this. You got to, you got to, you got to fall into this bondage and you have to rebel against it. Rebel against sin. Rebel against the darkness. The re- rebel against all the orders of sin and habit. You can rebel against all the orders of the old life and the flesh. You don't have to obey the voice of sin or a flesh or darkness or the enemy anymore. Be a Holy Spirit rebel. Be free. Obey God, but be a rebel to the enemy. Want more? Ask for Thou Wilt on CD. Now, if someone offered you a million dollars, what would you say? Well, here's something better. A victorious walk in God is better than that. And this is Sapphire's, a free gift subscription. It'll help you have a victorious, strong walk in the Lord. And it's free. You'll love it. And the Mystery of the Temple Doors on CD, all free. How do you get your free gifts? Well, just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. It's his real name. You will be blessed, but call now 1-800-YESHUA-1. 
Now the harvest is great. The laborers are few. I invite you to join me in the harvest. You don't need to plow, just an open heart and a pen. You can reach the unreached peoples of the world. Just call now, 1-800-YESHUA-1. You can spread the gospel as never before. Shortwave Radio, Blank of the Earth. That's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1, Yeshua-1. Or write me direct. The address is The Nice Jewish Boy, Box 1111, Lodi, New Jersey, 07644. It's Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. Till next time, this is Jonathan Kahn saying, Walk with the King, my friend. Shalom Alechem, a Messiah, Ben Elohim, the Son of God. And as we come back to part two of the radio program today, it's time for a little Lord Fauntleroy, or should I say, <laughs> little Lord Justin Trudeau update. Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. Well, of course, most of you know this past Monday was the was the funeral for Queen Elizabeth II in London. And many world leaders showed up to be in in London for that funeral. Justin Trudeau, the man-child Canadian Prime Minister. Well, his team is defending everything. I mean, it's okay. It's all right. You know, Justin is vaccinated, of course, so everything is going to be okay. And he is at a bar in London about two days before the funeral, singing at a karaoke bar, wearing a T-shirt, leaning against a piano at the... Corinthia Hotel and joining others in a rendition of the rock band Queen. <laughs> Queen. Yeah, the rock band Queen in one of their more famous songs, Bohemian Rhapsody. And on this little clip you heard, you can hear Trudeau singing, Easy Come, Easy Go, Little High, Little Low, and Any Way the Wind Blows. Alongside acclaimed Canadian pianist Gregory Charles. And the footage, well, it sparked some heated debate. First over its authenticity, but yeah, it was real. It was real. And apparently after dinner, the prime minister joined a small gathering with members of the Canadian delegation who had come together to pay tribute to the life and service of Her Royal Majesty. And a spokesman for the Prime Minister adding that Trudeau had taken part in various activities to pay respect while in London. And it also said that Charles, a recipient of the Order of Canada, played a number of songs on the piano. And people joined in. You know, it, it just, it's the optics. And, and I mean, it's bad enough that my president, Joe Biden, was like 10 minutes late because he, he couldn't ride with the other leaders in a bus that they had provided. Now, I'm sure the Secret Service had something to do with that, but I'm sure that could have been taken care of like they do in many other things when you have many world leaders together. 
I'm sure security for that bus ride was extremely, let's just say, tight. But the reason I really believe they didn't want Joe Biden on the bus, he might start talking to world leaders and they'll find out just how how much of an empty suit the guy really is. Because anytime he's off script, some strange things fall out of his mouth. And I don't think that anybody could afford to have that happen <laughs> on, on this trip. There, I, I'm, I'm completely sure of it. There's no way. Absolutely no way. So Justin Trudeau, he got booed after that. I mean, you know, you came here, we have lost the queen of 70 years. And, you know, you, you do your little photo ops and then you want to hang around with your, with your tribe in a place where somebody had to know. This may not be a good idea because this could get out, and it did. And millions and millions of people have seen little Lord, you know, Justin, the little man-child, singing, uh, you know, karaoke. Canada has a lot of things they need to deal with right now. And the last thing they need to be dealing with is the embarrassment caused by their prime minister, just like we don't need the embarrassment of our president either. Now, I ran across this story, and it comes from the Brownstone Institute. And for those of you that listen in Canada, and yes, for those that that live here in the United States or anywhere else in the world, it is fitting to hear this. It's a short little story I want to share. There is a significant movement on Twitter in Canada, trending under the word Trudeau are testimonials of hundreds of thousands of Canadians sharing their pictures, their biographies, and their stories of the past thousand days. Now, what sets these Canadians apart? Prime Minister Justin Trudeau had called them everything, like racist. He's called them anti-science. He's called them fringe element. He's called them enemies. He's called people like this they just take up space they're useless he even said do we tolerate these people he asked during his crusade to make canada a covid free zone and fully vaccinated what did these canadians ever do to be slandered by this man child of a prime minister in such an abhorrent way just like you know joe biden in this country, taking on 75 million of us, calling us a danger to democracy. What did they what did they do? What was their crime? They said no to an experimental medical procedure. They disagreed or did not consent to a medical mandate that was unproven. And it's still unproven. And we're learning one thing, Justin may have not been such a good idea after all. Countries all over the world are beginning to back off some of their mandates. Now, recently, Canada got smart, and they're making the uh, uh, ArriveCan, which is their app to get into Canada, optional. They're no longer requiring you to be vaccinated to come across the border. 
you know, back this, this winter. Wasn't that the big fight with truckers? You have people that are men and women of the Canadian Armed Forces and veterans who gave everything being, being put down and losing their jobs. Paramedics, firefighters, nurses, and doctors that worked tirelessly during the worst times of the beginning of the COVID era to treat the sick and the dying. Many of them had COVID. They don't need this experimental shot. I'm looking at, you know, that there's so many of these stories and, and, and they're heartbreaking. These are people that Justin Trudeau decided to go to war with. The incessant, hateful rhetoric used to paint these peaceful, law-abiding Canadian citizens who opposed the public health stupidity. And that's what it is. Turning them into second-class citizens, making them subhuman. It's run its course. It's time to put an end to this. It's time to admit the pandemic is over in Canada, too. I know you want to hold on to it because of politics. And Justin, I know because you're a child of, well, of the World Economic Forum and you're all for the Great Reset so you can get a bigger place on the global scene. People in your nation have had enough. They demand to go back to something reasonable, moderate, and enlightened where Canadians were at one time free to live their lives in peace and unhindered. I can remember those days. I can remember way back in the 70s when I finished high school. I've been to Canada many a time. I drove there often. It was easy to cross the border. I enjoyed my time there. I had a lot of fun there. And over the years, I had a lot of friends there too. It's time to let go of the COVID era. I know that, you know, some leftists still try to talk about the millions that are dying. They don't want to talk about those that are dying of the vaccines. And they are. We're seeing these unexplained sudden adult death syndrome. That's the new thing. Sad. Occurring. And nobody seems to understand why. Well, many of us know why. And I, you know, there are those that I know people that took the shots early on. They lived in states where it was very compelled and they had very little choice. They may have lost their job otherwise. But the more we've learned, the more it should tell you. By the way, the good news is a lot of people are simply saying no to the COVID vaccines or boosters. Only a small percentage of those eligible are coming back now for like booster four, five, and six. I mean, they're not going to come back. Why? Everybody that gets them gets COVID. So what's the point? And at one point, by the way, the the claim that it it minimizes you know your chances of death that those are that's now been proven to be not true. It's the fact that the virus has morphed through Omicron into something more infectious, but far less symptomatic or even deadly. And some countries are now banning giving children vaccines because they don't know what the damage is going to be to their developing, that's right, their developing immune systems by this gene therapy. And so it's time for Canada to heal. It's time for the United States to move on. It's time. 
Canadians need to be reminded they are guaranteed free passage into Canada without hindrance. You know, if they're Canadians, it says it right on the first page of their passport. And Arrive Canada, or Arrive Can, the app was a nuisance, a hindrance, and it never worked right. It kind of like the Obamacare website many years ago. It was a total fail. Everybody in Canada has suffered enough. Everybody in the United States, everybody in Australia, everybody in New Zealand, it didn't work. Your idea of total, absolute, tyrannical control to keep a virus out was a failure. It was doomed. You knew it from the beginning, but you tried it anyway. Today is the day, now that the Arrive Can has been canceled effective at the end of this month, it's time for Canada to move on. It's time for the United States to move on. It's time. It's time to actually agree with Joe Biden. The pandemic is over. I think the left and the world elites have milted for all they can. And I think part of the healing process, to be quite honest, you may not agree with this, but part of the healing process is going to be to investigate those that knowingly lied to their populations about the effectiveness of vaccines, where the virus came from, and those that push protocols. I was reading a story that just made my blood boil. I knew back in 2020, early on, the premium for a COVID patient, just declaring them a COVID patient for a hospital, was worth in the United States an extra 30 grand on the bill. Once you declared they had COVID, you add $30,000 to the bill. The truth is with Rendemzivir and everything else and the ventilators and all the stuff that they did that killed people unnecessarily, it is assumed that at minimum, 80% of everybody that died would have lived had they been properly treated like we've always treated these kind of viruses. But no, we pushed aging seniors back into nursing homes with COVID. We didn't treat like we've always treated. We let people's health decline, then give them medicines that can destroy their kidneys and other vital organs, put them on ventilators and they expire, and... The bean counters in the healthcare system in the United States saw that half a million dollars. That was the prize. These protocols put out by the CDC were death protocols. They need to be investigated as such. Those that push them need to lose their jobs, be sued, and potentially face prison if they knowingly did this to exasperate this pandemic for political purposes. And it's, I really believe, I've said this before in the program, I believe God is going to pull back a veil. Now, the reprobate mind will never see it. They're, they're just not going to. They're not, they don't want to. They can't. They can't admit they were wrong. They have given themselves over to delusion. You know, they're the ones that believe in all this transgenderism is normal and, you know, half the people are in the wrong bodies. We got to fix it. It's all about the money. You know it and I know it. And speaking of transgenderism news, ran across this the other day. Maybe you heard about it. Maybe you didn't. This is about a 
an organization. It's supposedly nonpartisan, but, you know, I don't believe it, and there's no way it's nonpartisan. It is called Zero to Three. That's the name of the organization, Zero to Three. It is an early childhood development organization. Are you ready for this? Zero to Three, an early childhood development organization that has trained nearly 90,000 educators. They have hosted a virtual conference with sessions that talked about elevating racial equality in babies. Okay. Racial equality in babies. And they also have sessions entitled, once again, this is zero to three, early childhood. What does it mean to be transgendered and how you can support kids who are? Elevating racial equality in the first 1,000 days of life. I mean, this is a group that has managed to receive, are you ready for this? $250 million in taxpayer money. This perverted group that is dealing with making people racist and messing up their minds with this transgender illness. I mean, this is a mental illness. I really think it's more than a mental illness. I think it's demonic. I think we have perverted people that are very demonic that are pushing this stuff. And there's another thing that drives it. Money. Lots and lots of money. Like I say, the Department of Health and Human Services, Department of Justice, Department of Defense have all put money into this group zero to three. They're dealing with pe- the newborn children that weren't aborted to three-year-olds. And they're supposed to be a nonpartisan organization. But apparently, if you do a little bit of research, as I believe the Daily Caller did and the Washington Free Beacon did... They're discovering some very serious ties to Democratic lobbying efforts in Washington. Matter of fact, of the 200 and some odd million dollars, they've used 1.9 million, almost $2 million for lobbying efforts since 2018. And among those that are Uh, Giving contributions or the Human Rights Campaign, the NAACP, Southern Poverty Law Center. Now, there's a bankrupt organization, totally leftist. The Trevor Project and, and of course, the White House's Build Back Better plan, which means Build Back Better, in case you didn't know, means destroy it, ruin it, and then we'll build it back on our own new image. So... There's where money goes. There's another story that also I I ran across comes out of the state of Tennessee, where the governor in Tennessee is a bit concerned about Vanderbilt University Medical Center, VUMC, over the organization's reported involvement in performing irreversible surgery on minors, transgender Surgeries, You know, that gender-affirming surgery where you have had these indoctrinating teachers convincing, like I shared with you in a program not that many weeks ago, of a second-grade teacher 
talking about how many in her class have come out trans, and she's so proud of them changing their pronouns that little boys are discovering they're girls, and she's going to help them in their transgender process without telling their parents, of course, to affirm them. And right now, Governor Bill Lee in Tennessee, God love him, is asking the state attorneys general to investigate whether Vanderbilt University Medical Center have crossed any ethical or legal guidelines when promoting these gender-affirming hormone treatments and surgeries to minors. The Pediatric Transgender Clinic at Vanderbilt University Medical Center raises serious moral, ethical, and legal concerns. That's what the governor said. He also said we should not allow permanent life-altering decisions that hurt children or policies that suppress religious liberties all for the purpose of financial gain. And that's one of the big problems. You're, you're going to see a lot of this. There is big bucks in transgender, all this affirming medical care. There's lots of government money. And I don't care what anybody says. Money is driving health care. Money is driving health care. And I think idiots are running health care. They're still believing in the proverbial face diaper at pretty much every doctor, office, or hospital. Got to wear that face diaper, man. It, it stops COVID dead in its tracks. That and five booster shots, none of which work. There's not a study to prove any of it's true, but they still believe it. They believe it because they want to believe it. You know, Vanderbilt has actually had this transgender clinic since like 2018. And now it's become a big deal. There's a big money. It's a big money maker, especially because the surgeries require a lot of follow-up for a long, long time. And the Biden administration keeps trying to say, we need all of this. Why do we need all of this? Why is it so important? Because those that give money to Democrats are asking for it and pushing it. And if you have a reprobate mind, you can't see anything wrong with it. There is a lot going on in this world that needs to be addressed. We need to heal as a nation. We need the truth to start getting out. You know, Vanderbilt University Medical Center does require parental cons- uh, consent to treat a minor who's been seen for issues relating to transgender care and never refuses parental involvement. That's what they're saying, according to a spokesman. But you want to know something? The money is too tempting. I mean, that, that, that's the biggest problem. The money is way too tempting. And we as a society are going to be paying a price. One thing we do know I saw somebody make the claim, you know, uh, you know, if you don't affirm these transgender people, they'll commit suicide. Well, the truth is, those that go through the life-altering surgeries are far more likely. Now, I've seen the figure as a low of 16 times more to 44 times more likely to commit suicide after they've gone through this irreversible process. 
and nobody wants to address that issue. Yet the reprobate Biden administration, they believe, you know, anything that is perverted or evil seems to dominate anything in that White House. I mean, the more weird, perverted, or satanic you are, the higher your position and authority in this reprobate White House. The United States, you know, the Bible talks about you get the leaders you deserve as a nation. And I think we deserve, as a nation, with all we've done, an evil government. And we've got one right now. Whether or not it'll be fixed in November is anybody's guess. And I'm here to tell you, I've been voting for 50 years. It's not fixed yet. It's worse now than when we started, when I started voting 50 years ago this year. I can remember what it was like to register to vote 50 years ago. I was excited because it was my first election. And I really paid attention to the candidates and the issues. And that's been something I've done my entire life. Yet we, we have this back and forth over the years. And it seems that every time we slip backward, it brings to mind something that I've said numerous times on this program when it comes to evil. Evil is willing to give back a little bit as long as it's consistently getting more over time. Evil is patient. It can wait a thousand years. You can't, but it can. And so evil may take two or three steps, maybe four forward, and and they may give back one or two. But over time, the nation is more reprobate. The nation is more evil. The nation, its conscience is more seared than it was to begin with. And that, my friend, is where we are today. I believe, and we're going to talk about this extensively tomorrow, what can we do? I'm angry. I see the reprobates in charge. I see him running like that Letitia James in New York, all about Trump. Hasn't done anything for her state. Her state is is a sewer compared to when she took over as attorney general. It's a legal sewer. But man, we're going to get Trump. And, and I got an election in just, a, you know, like four or five weeks from now. So I better file a lawsuit and pretend that I did something and I'm going to get him. My prediction, the lawsuit will fall apart after the election. Because she ain't got nothing. And I hope she gets sued royally. And I hope she gets disbarred as a result. Do you believe in our work here at Truth to Ponder? Would you share it with other people? We have a mailing address now. New mailing address. Old one still works, but here's the new one. Post Office Box 510, Chilhowee, Virginia. That's P.O. Box 510, Chilhowee, C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E, Chilhowee, Virginia. Zip code is 24319. That's 24319. 24319. And make the check payable to Ancient Word Radio. And we'll be back tomorrow with another edition of the program. And hopefully I will give you some real hope. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to Ponder.
Shining the light of truth in a darkening world.